0: Good morning. Happy Easter. It's really good to be able to talk to you in your home and in my home. But um, we're here today to celebrate Easter. And uh, my biggest concern is that this would somehow seem artificial or unnatural. Um, But I remember doing it in this same house. Uh, many, many years ago when we first started this church all dressed up and it wasn't unnatural at all. We were trying to have church and I want to have church today with you. I want to be able to talk with you about the Lord and have you connect with the Lord along with me at this Easter time. So if it's okay, let me just pray with you right now. All right, let's pray and ask God for that. Dear God, even though we're separated and all in our different homes, may this be a service where together We hear the word of the Lord. I pray that for each person here listening. All the kids, all the teens, all the adults, all the different people with different circumstances, different situations in different houses. Lord, we're one in Christ. And I pray today we will be able to hear your voice and follow it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Probably the best place to start right now would be to ask the question, why? Why is this happening? Uh, Why is the coronavirus all around the world, this pandemic, seeming to take over? Well, it could be the judgment of God on the world. It could be just nature, you know, like a hurricane or a, a flood or an earthquake. Or it could be just one of those mysteries of life that no one ever really quite figures out. You know, we've been hearing from medical experts and medical truth. We've been hearing from uh, people talking about the economy. We've been hearing people talk about science. And we've been learning a lot of different truths. But isn't there a spiritual component to life? Isn't there a spiritual component to this as well? Isn't there a spiritual truth we have to learn? Well, that's what I'm hoping to come across with you today, to be able to teach us spiritual truth. What's God saying during this time to us and to the world? Well, let me try and explain it like this. I remember someone um, talking about having the coronavirus. And this person had had it quite severely and even had to go on a ventilator because he said, I started losing my breath. And he said, I'm pushing air out and I'm pulling air in. And I could relate to that a little bit. Maybe you could too, because as a little child, as a little boy, I had, I had asthma. And I remember being frightened by it. And my mom comforting me, telling me everything's going to be okay. But I have to admit, the, the first thought that came to my mind was not just having asthma or even the coronavirus. It was a friend of mine who came years ago to my house and talked about things that he had been through in his life. He was a quite a dynamic leader, but he he had he'd really messed up. He made some bad decisions, and he came to the house that day to tell me about that, and how he'd lost his job, lost many different things, about ready to lose his family because he had become addicted to drugs, but not just any drug. He was addicted to crack cocaine. And as he was trying to explain it to me, this was the connection with the coronavirus. He said, Marty, what what if I taped your mouth shut and I plugged your nose? What would you do to try and get your next breath? He said, you'd scrap, you'd fight, you could lie, you'd steal, you'd do whatever, to get that next breath, he says, well, that's what I do to get my next fix. That's the kind of person I've become. I, I, I sat there alongside him in stunned silence when he said that, like, I, I just couldn't believe it. What if I told you, you have something just as bad as that addiction, just as bad as the coronavirus. In fact, even worse, you and I all have the virus of sin. That's what we learn from this, because the coronavirus teaches us that that all disease. And all disasters, and all pain, and all evil, and all corruption, and all death comes from the virus of sin. And the truth is, 100% of us have it. I don't think it's by any mistake at all, or any happenstance, that we're facing the coronavirus at a time when we celebrate Jesus' resurrection on Easter. I think that's planned of God, and especially that it's hitting America the hardest the largest Christian nation ever to be on the planet Earth, and God's trying to revive His church. That's what I believe is going on here. You know, do you remember the description? You know, the, there, there's a description of, of the virus of sin in the Bible. It's in the book of Romans, Romans chapter three. It reads like this. Let me just remind you what it says. He says, "As it is written, none are righteous; no, not one. No one understands. No one really seeks for God." All have turned aside, together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It tells us there that all of us have the sin virus. All of us have fallen short of the glory of God. According to that passage of scripture, it reveals the sin infiltration into the entire human race. Now, I I don't mean to be an alarmist, and I'm not trying to sensationalize the coronavirus in any way. I'm simply trying to alarm you. I mean, how foolish it would be to be afraid of the coronavirus, but not afraid of the sin virus, which we know we all have, and we know is going to take take us to death. It's very significant that we listen to the spiritual component and the way God is trying to speak, I think, to the whole world right now. You know, the coronavirus has has one redeeming factor. It shows us how fragile life is. It shows us how desperately we don't have the answers. No matter how hard we try, no matter how much we know, with science or medicine or whatever, we're all headed toward death. And the cure, Jesus says, is through Christ dying on the cross. You know, you can't wash the sin virus away like you can wash the coronavirus off your hands. You can't wear enough gloves. You can't wear enough masks. So what are we supposed to do? Well, there is a cure. The scriptures gladly tell us there's a beautiful cure. That's what we celebrate at Easter. The cure for the virus of sin. In Romans chapter 6, verse 23, it says this, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Did you catch that? The free gift of God is through through Jesus Christ our Lord. But it tells us before that there's a wage to pay. There's a wage to pay for sin, and that wage is death. It's a prediction that everyone who has the sin virus will die from it, unless the wage is paid. And the wage was paid by Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. That's the whole idea that Christians hold true, that Jesus paid our debt. There's a passage I've quoted for many, many years, ever since we started this church, probably the most quoted one I've ever used in this church. And I use little illustration that I've used many times to illustrate. It's 2 Corinthians 5.21. In the New American Standard Version, which I memorized it in years ago, it reads like this. And God made Jesus who knew no sin, to be sin on our behalf, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Did you hear that? God made Jesus sin for us. Let's put it this way. Let's say that this hand here represents Jesus. Jesus does not have the sin virus. He is clean. God made Jesus who knew no sin, that verse says. No sin at all. To be sin on our behalf. So let's say this hand here represents you and me. Here we are. And we do have the sin virus. It's, it's right there on us. Let's say this is not a Bible, but a representation of the virus of sin that's all over us and all over everybody in the world. For all of sin to fall short of the glory of God. It says in that verse, 2 Corinthians 5.21, God made Jesus who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf that we could become the righteousness of God in him. I'm hoping that my little comparison of the sin virus with the coronavirus is having an effect upon you. That you're beginning to understand this with new insight and how Jesus took your place by dying on the cross for your virus of sin so that you could be looking like Jesus, sin-free. That's what I'm hoping for. Easter is supposed to be a happy celebration. And for you it can be. You know probably the best description of this of easter that i love to talk about all the time is in john chapter 11 where it tells a story about how jesus had three friends a man named lazarus and he had two sisters mary and martha and what happened was that lazarus got sick very sick maybe with a virus like the coronavirus we're not told but he gets so sick His sisters are afraid he's going to die. So they send a messenger to go get Jesus. But by the time Jesus comes walking down the road to their house, Lazarus has been dead four days. He's already buried in the tomb. Martha sees sees Jesus coming down the road. She runs to him, falls at his feet and says, Jesus, Jesus, if you'd only been here, if you would have only been here, my brother wouldn't have died. And Jesus bends down, picks her up, says, Martha, Martha. Don't you know, I'm the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. Then he says this, Martha, do you believe this? And she says, yes. That's all you need to do to be cured from the sin virus, is say yes to Jesus. Today, I believe Jesus is screaming throughout the whole world. Do you believe this? Do you believe this on this Easter morning? Do you believe this? That's the question that is coming to you right now. Hopefully, the coronavirus is helping you see how fragile your life is, and you realize you need to say yes to Jesus. Do you realize whether you say yes or no to Jesus is going to depend the whole the whole future of your life is dependent upon that. Yeah, and the very breath of your life is dependent on that. In John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world, He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him will not perish, but have everlasting life. You probably are wondering about that. If you're not familiar with it, maybe even have some serious questions. Well, if you have questions, that's why we've created this group meeting we do online now called Alpha. We've been talking with you about it. You heard a story about it today. I really want you to sign up for Alpha. If you have questions, great. That's exactly why we made Alpha, for people like you who have questions. You're not the only one that's had questions, and we all are battling questions at times. But there's answers in the scriptures, and we'd like to show them to you and help you comprehend them, help you meet God in the midst of this, so that you could come to the place of saying yes. I read a book about a guy who said yes years ago his name is j warner wallace and he wrote a book called cold case christianity the reason he wrote this book is because he used to be an atheist he was a famous homicide detective down in la he had solved many cases cold cases that hadn't been solved for 20 30 years and he solved them he became renowned around the nation even changing the way people studied cold cases but being an atheist He wondered if the truths of Jesus could be disproved. So he took his analytical abilities that he knew was a cold case detective and applied them to the Bible to see, is this actually possible? Is this actually true? This is a fascinating read. And in the beginning of the book, he tells about how what got him there. He says this, let me just read this to you. He said this, J. Warner Wallace said, when I was an atheist, I allowed the presumption of naturalism to unfairly taint the way I looked at the evidence for God's existence. I failed to differentiate differentiate between science, the systematic rational examination of phenomena, and scientism, the refusal to consider anything other than natural causes. I was 35 before I recognized how unreasonable it was for me to reject the possibility of of anything supernatural before I I, I even began to investigate the, the 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 supernatural claims of Christianity. In those those days When I encountered phenomena that could not be explained naturally, I simply dug in and continued to reject the possibility that something extra-natural or supernatural might be operating. I refused to begin the journey with empty hands and an open heart. I'm hoping that the coronavirus is opening people's hearts. I'm hoping that people are seeing their lives are fragile I'm hoping that you understand you could not just catch the coronavirus, but you already have the sin virus and that you would come to the place like J. Warner Wallace where you finally say yes to Jesus. I can help you do that. I've literally helped hundreds and thousands of people say yes to Jesus. All you need to do is two things. You need to, number one, admit that you have the sin virus. That you can see the effects in your life, like my friend who was overtaken by drug abuse. Yeah, all of us have the sin virus in our life, and it'll even take us down to addictions and all kinds of terrible things in our life. Will you admit that you have it? It's called sin. The Bible says all have sinned. Will you admit that? Number two, will you admit that only Jesus can cure your virus? That's what it means to say yes to Jesus. It means saying, yes, I have the virus. Yes, I I believe Jesus can cure me. Because when Jesus died on the cross, he substituted himself for my sin virus. He took it on himself and healed me. I will now know for sure, like Jesus says in John 3.16, I have eternal life because I put my faith and trust in Christ. Let me pray with you right now. Lord, I pray for the person on the other end of this camera listening to me right now that you would help them in their, wherever they are sitting in their easy chair in the quietness of their heart with their family members around or whatever or all by themselves they would come to the conclusion I need Jesus. I say yes to Jesus just like Martha did when he asked do you believe I'm the resurrection of life and he who believes in me will live even if he dies. So God I I admit I have the virus. I clearly have sinned in many, many ways. I admit that only Jesus can heal me of the virus, cure me of the virus, because he died in my place on the cross. I pray this now, saying yes to Jesus with all my heart and mind. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. God bless you. It's been really, really good to talk with you. I'm excited that we had this time together. I'm excited for you that reaffirmed your faith in Christ today with me. I'm excited for you that you would be renewed in your heart and renewed in your commitment to Christ, realizing how desperately you need him. And I'm excited for those who prayed it for the first time. God bless you. Now, before I say goodbye, remember that some of you are going to stay online now to watch what the kids special is going to be. I'd like to invite you to watch that. God bless you and Happy Easter.